Hello and welcome to the third episode of Mom of Two Without a Clue. I am Katrina, the clueless mother, and today I have with me special guest, my other half, my soulmate, the baby B to the baby A, my twin sister, Sammy. Hello. Today I wanted to get into the topic of stay-at-home moms versus working moms. I am currently a stay-at-home mom and she is a working mom and we have found that a lot of people have compared us and compared our parenting styles and what one means versus the other so I just wanted to get into the details about that we've kind of been compared our whole lives yeah we've been compared our whole lives we compare we do it to ourselves other people do it to us and it's interesting to have somebody who has essentially lived kind of the same life as you until we got older and you had kids before I did, you got married before I did and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's easy for people to compare us and us to compare each other. And Yeah, so our whole lives we've done everything together. We've always gone to the same school. I mean, when they separated us from classes, it was traumatic that we were in different classes. Once we got into... Um, High school, we we were in theater. We auditioned for the same school, and we said if we both didn't get in, we weren't going to go. And thankfully, we both got in. Yeah. We went to college. We said we were both going to go to the same college, whether it be in Miami where we lived or somewhere out of Miami. We knew that we wanted to do that together. Yeah, we've always wanted, wanted to do things together because I think they were each other's support system. We grew up with no other siblings we just had each other whoever saw the last episode or heard the last episode of our teen mom um, <laughs> you know knows that growing up things were different and we had each other to to rely upon yeah so our whole life we we grew up that way and it was kind of normal for us to be compared anybody with a sibling gets compared whether you're twins or not People say if you're a boy or a girl, the boy sometimes gets more liberty than the girl or depending what kind of culture you grew up in, who has what chores or who can go later, who gets better grades, everybody kind of gets compared. But I think for us, it's kind of always been on another level just because we were living the exact same life our entire life and we looked alike. So every time one of us just gained a little weight or lost a little weight, like, you know, yeah. you're, you look chunkier than your sister or, you know. <laughs> to me, that's the worst comparison because, and it's funny because we've done it with other twins too. Not, I know. Not weight, but like, oh, so-and-so is a little bit prettier. I know. And, we, and think, we know that people do that about us and we're like, I wonder what they say. I wonder who they think is a prettier one. As you came today with your straight hair and I'm in my ponytail. <laughs> Next time I'm going to come glammed up. <laughs> But yeah, we've do, we've, we do it to ourselves and we realized we used to get mad when people confused us. And then we met other twins and we would confuse them. And I'm like, oh, wow, I get it why people confuse us. But our personalities are very different. Yeah, and I think that maybe because of the comparisons and also because we do have very different personalities. That's why as we got older, our paths kind of took us separate ways. Yeah, so we People don't, still do compare us, but it's a little bit harder to do because we're not both teachers. We're not both stay-at-home mom. We weren't both attorneys. Like, it's we chose different paths, so it's a little bit 
more difficult to make the comparison. Yeah, so once we got to college, we decided to do completely different things. I went into teaching and you went into studying law. You said you can never imagine being a teacher and I definitely can never imagine being a lawyer. Yeah. So um, the longest we spent apart was in one semester. Mm -hmm. We spent in two different cities. And after that, um, once you got back home, I basically got married right, right away. away as soon as you got back home so I think that's when our lives started shifting a little bit that we started doing things on a different timeline than each other which was weird yeah because we were always used to doing things together and it was always that weird guilt like I was getting married first and I remember my wedding night we didn't take a honeymoon and I was it was the, the day, day after your wedding the night after we had the wedding and then the day after I was saying goodbye to her and she lived in my grandma's house and I was I just cried. Like, I said bye, and I cried the whole way home. And my husband's like, do you want to stay with your sister? And it was our first <laughs> our first night, like, knowing that I was not going to live with her ever again. Because even when we separated for that one semester in college, we knew that we were going to, you were going to come back to Miami, we were going to spend some time together. So that was, like, our first goodbye. And we lived apart for about two years. Yeah. And then you got married, and I was so excited. You had a boyfriend the whole time, which I think was good. When one of us was in a relationship and the other one wasn't, it is kind of awkward because it would be like a third wheel. We are together all, all the time, 24-7. Time. Sorry to our husbands. It is what it is. They know that that's the way it is. I have a wedding picture holding her hand behind my husband's back. <laughs> and, and it's just, we come as a package. We're a package deal. Yeah. And as far as... Like steps in life and the typical steps people take you're always like half a step ahead of me in the sense like you got married then during my wedding you were I was pregnant. pregnant yeah um and then you were pregnant already halfway through with your second baby when I got pregnant with my first baby so I feel like I've kind of followed your path <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to like motherhood yeah motherhood and, yeah yeah you I, I, I became a teacher. I just graduated college and I became a teacher. You kept going. Like once I started work, you were still in school because you wanted to become a lawyer. That always made me like, oh, she's going to achieve more than me. I know I, you say like I put that on myself. A teacher is a, a great and honorable job. And I did it for seven years. But I always felt like people, people see lawyers as like, oh, I, you know, you want your kids to grow up to be doctors and lawyers. And so I was like, oh, they're going to compare her to me. And she, here she is. She passed the bar and she's a lawyer. And I just, I stopped with my bachelor's. And I could never, I could never ever, you already said it. I could never be a teacher. I just couldn't. I would have rather stood in a courtroom and fought with pe people, adults, <laughs> rather than children. <laughs> and I'd much rather deal with the children than the adults. So then, so we got married. I had... Um, we said I had two babies before you had one baby. When, when I had my when I had Tyler, my first son, you were living with me. We got on a, a house together and she had an apartment that was attached to my house and it worked out really well. And you kind of saw what life as a working mom was like because I would work and then I would leave my son with my grandmother every day. Yeah, I got to see that and... I was happy to be there and help and see it a lot since your husband worked nights most of the time. You were kind of single momming it a lot. And but watching you as a working mom, I saw you 
exhausted, but I also saw saw you getting it done. Like dinner was always made. Most of the time you made me dinner too. <laughs> Most of the time I get home. I've always work. considered her my baby, even though we're only 12 minutes apart. I like to baby her a lot. Yeah, you know, you work all day, you'd pick up the baby and then I get home and four out of the five days during the work week, I'd have dinner made in your house. <laughs> I miss living with you. Yeah. <laughs> but so when I had the second baby is when I decided that I was going to become a stay-at-home mom. And at this point, you were very pregnant with your first baby. Yeah. And when I said that I would probably stay home, we said, well, why not take care of your baby too? No, I was thrilled <laughs> because I didn't know what I was going to do, who was going to watch Ryan. So I'm happy that it's you. I know that it was scary for you to be a stay-at-home mom and not exactly what you thought it would be. Yeah, because before becoming a stay-at-home mom, I really idealized it. I thought, I thought it was. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like it, but I thought it was like the best thing in the world. That I was just going to like constantly be doing these like beautiful art projects, and then my house was gonna be like spick and span, and I was gonna have all this time to make like these gourmet meals. And it didn't turn out that way because I went from being working with one child to staying at home with three. three yeah and it was way harder than I anticipated yeah and even now you get upset when people you know kind of look down on the working mom because you don't realize how they don't realize how difficult it is but when you look back you don't realize it either <laughs> yeah no sometimes I see people make comments like oh you know like uh, you're so lucky that you get to do that. And yes, I agree. I am. I feel very lucky, but I think a lot of people don't see the other side. Like, it's not, not everyone who is a stay-at-home mom has, like, you know, a rich, you imagine, like, and I used to say it too, oh, their husband must make so much money and they get to stay home and just fan themselves, yeah. you know? And that's, and it's not true. We had to give up a lot of stuff in order for me to stay home and, you know, financially and and budget and stuff, which I think when the comparison comes between us is what I compare. I know that you miss out on a lot when it comes to like milestones that Ryan may do. And you ask, like, you know, you t you'll tell me he did this. And then I tell you like, oh, he had already done that. And then I feel guilty and then you feel bad. Yeah, if you there's anybody it. that's going to experience it, I'm glad it's you. But to me, like those are... The, the hardest things to deal with is when I tell you I'm going to cry again. No, no crying. <laughs> it's when I tell you. It's hormones. She's pregnant <laughs> right now. It's her hormones. Yes, blame the hormones. <laughs> to me, that's the hardest part is when I get excited that I think that he did something for the first time and I realize that I wasn't the one that experienced it the first Do time. Do not cry. <laughs> as, as a... As a and I know what that feels like because I went through it with my first son. I did not stay home with him until he was two and a half. So there were a lot of things that I missed. Yeah. And, I mean, it's definitely a balance. That is the negative. Yeah, and then I always 100%. say there's positive in, like, you know, maybe you say, I want to plan a trip to Disney World, and you can just do it without worrying that next month, you know, you might not have enough to pay your car bill or something like that yeah financially definitely it is easier on me than it is on you and I I see that additional stress that you have that a lot of the times you know I 
everybody has financial stress, but it's obviously elevated when there's one less paycheck in the right. home. Um, yeah. <laughs> it ha- it, I think seeing each other has been different than seeing somebody outside of the house because since we share everything, you know all the struggles that I go through being a stay-at-home mom. And you know all the great things that I go through being a stay-at-home mom. You know, like when I see them do something new or I teach them something and they finally get it, you see the, all the good stuff that comes with it. You see the back end when I cry because something went wrong or I can't afford something or, you know, I'm exhausted and I just cleaned the same room three times and it still looks exactly yeah. the same. And then I see your side. I see when you want to spend extra time with the baby and you can't and you keep moving up in your career. And the more you move up in your career, the more sacrifice you make when it comes to yeah I, spending time. I left litigation when... I was pregnant because I wanted to spend, I realized like I wanted to spend more time with the baby that was coming. I was going to, I wanted to have more time than I knew I would have with this unpredictable schedule of when are you going to have a trial? When are you going to have a hearing? You can't plan for those things. And then I went to a job that's way more predictable and then now have an opportunity that is going to require more of my time. And I accepted it because you know, it's, (laughs) it's a balance. And I think as moms generally, we are riddled with guilt because I remember when Ryan was born having that time of maternity leave I didn't have maternity leave for a long time same as you with Tyler I was home um for five for yeah for four or five weeks and I was just torn between I want to live these moments forever and I need to get out of this house. I can't wait to get back to work. I can't wait to see people. Yeah, and I think a lot of moms struggle with that. And then you feel guilty. Like, how can I not want to spend every waking second with my child? Yeah, and how could I want to leave this house? How could I be yearning to get back to work? That makes Take me it from a horrible someone mom. who spends all day in the house. You have to get out of the house. No, I know. <laughs> but then seeing you at home with the kids and for the most part enjoying all the seconds that you spend with them, then I have this direct comparison of in that moment of it's changed now that he's gotten older and maybe there's a difference between all those hormones right after you give birth and your mind doesn't know what day You're it is. ready. It's going to happen on. again. I know. <laughs> but I remember feeling a lot of guilt. Like, how could part of me be ready to go back to work? And I think that's also a difference in people and that's okay. There are parents, mothers and fathers who are like built to be with their child all the time. And like, that's where they feel their comfort. And there are parents who need that escape. They need to go to work. They need to talk to other adults. They need to do something in order to be a better parent. And I don't think that makes anyone like a better or worse parent. It's just the way that. Yeah, uh, I feel like working out of the house definitely makes me a better mom. And maybe the type of mom that I am is also based on the type of mom that you are and the type of aunt that you are to my son because I know that he's getting craft time here. I know that he's painting and coloring and that you're singing songs and sometimes he sings songs and I'm like, oh, how does he know that song? You know, like he knows all the nursery rhymes and these kinds of things. Like, because I know that he's learning all those things through you and that you have all the fun craft supplies. I don't have any of that in my house because I don't feel like he's missing out. He's most of his time in the day here with his cousins. Yeah, so know? the mess is in my house. 
Well, there's mess in my house, just not paints and colors. He doesn't have any any paint at my house. It's yeah, all and I think that that we we feel very lucky to have each other because there are parents who don't have that, who have to go to work, whether it's a choice or not a choice. They have to go to work, and they don't have somebody to leave their child with that they trust fully, like you and I trust each other. And I know that if ever I'm stuck in some sort of predicament when it comes to like my finances or anything that I can always yeah we rely on each other count on you for everything yeah I don't know healthy or unhealthy it is what it is (laughs) sometimes it's a little unhealthy maybe (laughs) I don't know but when we when you look out like into the world and not like with social media and that stuff and like me I follow a bunch of like mom mommy bloggers and like you know Instagram moms and all that stuff and you see things that other people are doing. And it's funny because I follow both sides. Like I follow the moms who they look like perfect and they're always dressed and they have their makeup done. Who are and they go people? I don't know who they Good are. Good for them. But though. you know, like, you know, their their days look beautiful. And then I also follow the moms who use bad words and tell you all the bad things that happen in their day. But it's funny because people I mean it's not funny. It's kind of rude. People oh, there's always people commenting negative. And it's usually other moms. Yeah. And I don't know if that comes from a place of of judging or a place of insecurity. Because, like, you know, anybody can judge a working mom and be like, I can't believe that she spends 10 hours away from her baby. How dare she? And maybe it's because they're a stay-at-home mom and they would do anything to just get a 10-minute break. Yeah. Or it could be the opposite, you know? I just feel like it's easy for us to judge whatever the other side is doing in the moment that we're in. While I was a working mom, I used to I used to look at stay-at-home moms like, oh my God, my dream, it's going to be so easy. And then now that I'm a stay-at-home mom, sometimes I look at you going to work and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could go to work. Yeah. Moms are, I think that we are our worst critics. Yeah. Of each and other, of a, ourselves and each other. A hundred percent. And when I became a mom, I realized... You know, if somebody's doing something differently than you, you have to step back and say, okay, that's not wrong. Like, I'm their mom, I do it my way. Exactly. If, for example, like, I don't want my kid with an iPad at the table. You have your kid with an iPad at the table. All right, if that's going to help you eat better, like, I'm not going to... I. And we struggle. struggle. That's what I'm saying. I struggle with with that because you want to think that your way is the best way of course but it's not everybody's doing what's the best for them and their families and we just have to support each other yeah throughout motherhood i think we've realized like oh so many opinions like and i'm sure people are not gonna like i i bed share it wasn't something that i purposefully did my kids always had their own beds and if you listen to my first episode you know what those beds have become um but they always had their own beds they didn't end up sleeping there I was nursing. They ended up sleeping in my bed. Guess what? It works for us. It's the way that we do. I saw somebody put on Facebook the other day. Some and she doesn't even. She's pregnant. She hasn't. She doesn't have any kids yet. And she put on Facebook. I am totally against bed sharing. And it was this whole thing of anti bed sharing. And I was like, 
You don't. You don't know. Like, because, I didn't plan on it, and it just happened. Me neither. I, it was not my plan. I was like, oh, you know, but at a certain time, you put them in bed. Good night. And it didn't happen for us. And then I got, like, all this backlash from all these people. And I'm like, wait, are they in your bed? No, they're mine. I remember people have kind of calmed down now. But in the beginning for you, the bed sharing and the breastfeeding got so I much. got most of the backlash. And then now people are a little bit calmer no, when it comes to everybody would be like, get that baby out of your bed already or how old is he how long are you going to be breastfeeding and now i think that and they're usually other moms yeah that are doing that yeah let him cry it out don't let him cry it out keep in your bed like breastfeed bottle feed oh who cares make your baby happy make yourself happy yeah we all have different lives at the end of the day at the end of the, my day is very different from the end of your day. At the end of your day, you've been working out of the house all day and you get to pick up your baby and it's, you start like a whole new part of your day that, you know, you play, playing with him, seeing him again, blah, blah, blah. The end of my day, I'm just like, go to bed, <laughs> go to bed already. No, but like, you know, everybody's days are different and you're more scheduled in your day 100%. than I am. You like, you know, for, Ryan to go to sleep at a certain time and, you know, lights out, blah, blah, blah. I'm not. You're like, let's have a dance party at 8.30 in the yard. I'm like, you know, whatever. They don't have any school tomorrow. Let's relax. And it doesn't matter if we're out. And that's one of the things where we differ on. Because a lot of the things, we've kind of followed each other's steps. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to that, sometimes we butt heads. Because I'll be like, let's go to dinner. And you're like, oh, it's 8 o'clock. Okay, and you don't come out. Eight o'clock is midnight in my house. <laughs> so that just shows we've literally grown up doing everything the same. We had the same mother. We had the same upbringing. We had the same everything. And still, although we do a lot of things the same when it comes to parenting, there are still things that, that we do you. differently. Yeah, work for you, don't work for me, and vice versa. Yeah, and and obviously your partner has a has an effect on that yeah you're you guys you and your husband and you guys both have a, a schedule you start work at a certain time you get home at a certain time which yeah, means even his parenting is different than mine he's much tougher than i am he's stricter he he's tougher than i am so that's definitely a balance even within the house we're a little soft sometimes super soft <laughs> but whatever it is a balance and I just think that throughout our whole lives, being compared and everything that we've done has now evolved into being compared as mothers. And the fact that we've taken such different paths shows us how people compare all types of moms. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think we should all be one big sisterhood. We are a little sisterhood, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think mothers should just be one big sisterhood. And at the end of the day, obviously, you have something that's going to help another mom put it as a helpful comment let's, not a judgmental let's stop being judgy biatches i know we we all have to stop and just support each other you have a working mom and she needs a break or she needs to see her son or you help her out you have a stay-at-home mom who's at her wits end bring her some dinner you yeah. have a single mom who is struggling find out ways to help it's just so many things that we can do to help each other Instead of put each other down the way a lot of moms kids do. Kids are a-holes sometimes. Kids are a-holes sometimes. So, we're in this together. <laughs> we're all in this together. <laughs> this has been nice chatting with yes. you about motherhood and everything in between. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, join us on our, um, well, join us. No, I wish you could join me on join our podcast. Join you. But on the next podcast, I have my friend Yami. She's going to join us for Autism Awareness Month. Um, she has a daughter on the autism spectrum. She's going to talk to us all about growing up with special needs and different things that she does to make life easier. So thank you for joining. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.